What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Till the End of the Line podcast. I am your boy Juan G here with, as always, Kika T, aka the Nerd with the Knowledge. I am aka the Nerd with the Laughs. So let's get it going, guys. We hope that you guys set aside a good amount of time for us today because we have so much to impact. This is the Black Panther Wakanda Forever review of the movie. We hope you guys have seen it. He's seen it twice. We see we saw it premiere night. My mind was blown. I don't know about you. How did you feel afterwards? Uh yeah, definitely blown. Seen a couple things different in the second one. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. Yeah, so guys, we are super excited. So please, I hope you guys set aside at least a good hour and a half. We're gonna maybe go two hours. Uh but we have so much just to talk about. Uh, a lot of great things that we've seen, a lot of all right, so I'm going to just start off by saying if you guys watch, we hope that you guys watch uh, episode seven before you've seen the movie because episode seven, we gave a lot of our theories and our thoughts and what we wanted to happen, what we thought was going to happen. Now, so if you haven't seen seven, pause it now. Correct. Watch it. Come and, back to this because there's going to be a lot of spoilers. Yes. Yeah. Guys, fair warning, spoiler alert like crazy. All right. So if. Once you've seen episode seven, then go see the movie. If that does not validate us on this podcast and prove to you guys that we know what we're talking about and that we take this very seriously, I don't know what will. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We take the 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 comic book lore as law. All right. We we study this stuff. We do a lot of research, intense research. We promise to you guys because we want to bring you guys good info. I don't we, need law. I, I call it a religion. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm all aboard with that. But so, because we, we want to bring you guys as much info in a, as possible. Okay. We don't just, yeah, we give our opinion, but we want to give, we want to back up our opinion with facts. Yeah. With, with at least some correlation with why our opinion is that way. So, I mean, let's just get right into it, shall we? Yeah. I'm with it. Let's all go. right. So, the, let's start off with our review on it. Uh, this is the easiest six out of six stones I give it by, okay. th- thus far. Yeah. Uh, I, what, 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 how many, how many stones, stones do you give it to? Without a doubt. Yeah, there's no hesitation. All six stones. Um, I'm glad that they didn't put the, the Doctor Doom um, end credit scene that there were people who were talking about. Yeah, that was the speculation. I feel like it would have yeah. taken away from the end credit scene. For uh, sure. Which we'll talk about later. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, easiest uh, six out of six stones thus far, which I, I doubt I will give another six out of stones so easy yeah uh but shout out to ryan coogler for making two freaking uh villains and make us be like hey you know these villains might be right like yeah you you understand where you understand where the villains are coming from they have a valid reason as to why they're doing what they're doing yeah uh but yeah man i mean this movie was just it blew me right like super exceeded my expectations Uh, met my expectations and then just like I'll give this give you one more yeah. like you know what I mean uh, so yeah so that that is what we give it uh, I want to start off by let's just start talking about the beginning of the film opens up with no hesitation right yeah. into Chadwick's so this is so I'm, I love that the movie starts off with the biggest question I had was are they gonna acknowledge T'Challa's death, or is it just going to be he's dead, or are they just going to breeze over it? Is yeah. it going to be a talking point? What what it was? It starts off in the midst of his death. Yeah. So, T'Challa passing with an you know, undisclosed disease. Yes. Uh, 
Shuri's doing everything she can to try to save him. Yeah. By uh, recreating the uh, synthetic uh, herb that which we talked about in episode mm-hmm. seven. Um, yeah, it's just it, she. We'll get into it when she goes to her version of the ancestral plane. But like, she even prayed to Bosk, just like with the knowledge and power and everything I have. Like, please give me everything I need to save my brother. And if you do, I will no longer doubt your existence. Yeah. Is what she says. So that proves right there. That she doesn't believe in the ancestral plane and all that. Exactly. She's more of a scientist-based yeah. belief than mm-hmm. religion like T'Challa was. Exactly. So that that's the other side of the coin as far as brother and sister go. Yeah. As far as their belief systems, he's all about the um, religion-based thought belief or belief system. She's more of the scientific-based. Yeah. So that's where they differ. I mean, but she did say that he's the one. She's like, my big brother's the one that taught me everything when she was talking to Riri. Yeah. So, I mean... He has a PhD, multiple degrees. Right. And, you know, he's a genius too. No, no, he's a huge influence on her. Yeah, but, but what I meant was that both the religion and uh, uh, the belief and the sciences, and um, as being Black Panther and Kingsman, he does a really good job of balancing it. And yeah, you can see throughout the movie, Sherry struggles. Yeah, with her belief. Yeah, and I think that's I, I think that's why she kind of was more science based because she knew that was just hard facts. She knew she that was her comfort zone. Yeah, so she was able to just dive. 100% into that. Right. And whereas T'Challa was, he, he was more, his comfort zone was the religion aspect or the, you know, the ancestry. You know? I would say, honestly, I really think T'Challa and like Chadwick's, you know, uh, personality and how he portrayed the character, like Chadwick's, or T'Challa, I'm sorry. T'Challa has always been a very well-balanced hero. He's always done what's necessary um, and he's always found a way to do it without having catastrophic, like, Batman. Batman, mm-hmm. you know, he'll do whatever he has to do, even like, you know, having contingency plans with the Justice League and stuff like that. Yeah. Versus Black Panther, he he's he's that next level of where he's just he's almost like Cap in that point. Like he'll always do the right thing to make sure and he wouldn't sacrifice anyone's life for, you know, everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the more more admirable admirable things that T'Challa has always had in the comics and has carried over into his movies. Yeah. And I and I think Shuri has struggled hard because mm-hmm. you know when she sees Killmonger and, and her ancestral plane. And... Uh, I have a really big theory, that I think I am pretty much dead on okay. when it comes to ancestry plane. We'll get to that later. Uh, but I, I personally, I love the connection between T'Challa's death and Chadwick's death. I like that mm-hmm. they correlated the two from uh, real as, life. Yeah, from real life, and I like that it was it was a great way to honor Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Like, his character passed the same way he did, yeah. and that's why his character passed. Mm-hmm. And I really love that Coogler, Coogler excuse me, made the decision to make that correlation between yeah, yeah. that connection between the two. Okay. I, I thought that that was the best way yeah, to honor him. They didn't sugarcoat him. the passing. They didn't, like, yes. make some big story plot out of it. Yeah, right. it was a huge plot, and it, it showed the grieving and the pain that they went through. Yeah. And that was pivotal, but, like, it didn't take away from the movie. It mm-hmm. just gave the movie a little bit more character. If anything, it added to the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for sure it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It gave a character to see what was going to happen going forward. Um, and again, like, in, it was kind of a trend from Black Panther 1 to Black Panther 2. You know, T'Chaka passes, and then right. everyone's grieving, and then mm-hmm. T'Challa takes the throne. Now this one, T'Challa passes, everyone's grieving, and then Shuri actually hasn't taken the throne yet. No. So. Yeah, she didn't. She actually kind of, you know, <coughs> she kind of passed it to M'Baku. Ish. She's like, yeah. can you take care of it for right now while I figure things out? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, 
I, I gotta say, man, you know, you know, I'm a big movie buff, like not just Marvel, just movies in general. I've seen a lot of movies and I ha- watching this movie, I connected to this movie more than any other movie I've ever seen. And I think the reason being is because I felt and I've gone through a lot of the emotions Shuri went through. I too, uh, my brother passed at a very young age. He was, I think, a month away from 19, I believe it was. He was 18 and he passed. So watching Shuri go through what she went through that if I burn something, it's going to be the world. I remember having those thoughts. I remember feeling that pain. I remember... Wondering why is this happening? Wondering was there anything I could have done differently? Yeah. Like literally every emotion Shuri went through hit me, man. Yeah. It, it it really made me. It took me back to that that awful day that my brother passed. Like every single emotion she felt, I was just refeeling over and over. And I'm like, and it, that to me that made me love this movie even more because I resonated with it a lot. Yeah, yeah, man. I really felt this movie like. And that's why I think that Shuri, or excuse me, Letitia Wright's performance in this movie, like legendary, dude. Yeah. Like she, she made me feel that Shuri was an actual person yeah. going through these things, and that's that's my my definition of a great actor yeah. is if you make me forget that I'm watching a movie, yeah. and that I think I'm really watching Shuri go through something. To me, that's that's the mark of a great actor. Yeah, and I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. And to add to that, I think I really felt the pain from the actors losing a friend in Chadwick. Yes. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, you can feel it. Like it's just the way she hugged the coffin. The way yeah, she man. Just, like put her hand. She's like, holding his cowl. Down, yeah. It's just or his helmet. Is yeah. it cowl? Cowl. Helmet. Same thing. Same thing. Ish. Um. But yeah, like you really seen the emotion, and it felt like real emotion. It didn't feel like acting. It felt yeah. like they they were you could tell they the they, they weren't doing much acting then. Yeah, you could tell that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I mean, taking everything else, uh, you know, out of the equation, just for that, those points that I just made, is why I love this movie. Yeah, because it literally, it it took what I was wondering if the movie was going to do it took what i wanted the movie the questions the the i wanted the movie to answer mm-hmm. and it, it, it hit it head on it didn't just try to like sidestep it it literally said hey look this happened we're going to deal with it and then we're going to move on yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's i think so from the, that first opening or that the first third of the movie um is is where i fell in love with the movie yeah from just right out, you know, right out of the gate. Right out of the gate, yeah. 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 Uh, and, and I think just from then on, it was just, it. I think that's where it just started super exceeding my expectations. Because it met my expectations with acknowledging his death and explaining it. And then from that, just skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I mean, that's that's why, you know, I really love this movie. And I, li- I like it for more than just the fact that it's a Marvel movie and, you know, it's got great action. It's a superhero movie, but mm-hmm. just because of the issues it dealt with, and uh, I think it helped us mourn the loss of Chadwick Boseman through the movie. Yeah, in a way where like we celebrated, we we attended his funeral because yeah. it was the character passing. So we kind of got that outlet and got yeah. that way to mourn through the movie, and I, I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. The tribute with like the whole MCU, uh, the Marvel, mm-hmm. everything being Chadwick. Yeah. Um, at I the very that. end, uh, when she starts burning her, um, her, 
You know Earl Gus? Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's a moment of silence, and it's exactly one minute of when of like that. that was powerful. Yeah. And literally everyone in our theater Quiet. silent. Nobody like made a sound. Everyone understood the assignment yeah. in that theater. We all knew what that silent silence meant. Yeah. And we Outside all of sniffles. That's all you heard. People. I didn't even hear that, dude. I literally could not hear anything. Yeah. I couldn't. I, mine were just coming on. For yeah, sure. dude. I, mean, I, was, I didn't have any boogers or anything. Yeah, dude, sure, man, I, I was. It was. It was, it was right here, guys. It was all <laughs> in the throat, just nodded. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, it it was an incredibly powerful movie. It, I think definitely the the most powerful Marvel movie to date, as far as emotions wise. Yeah. Endgame was pretty close. Uh, but I think outside of Endgame, Endgame, we had to deal with multiple losses. Yeah. And this one, I think it was just more centrally focused on one character's loss. And I think, which was, I think it was great because we really well, got two. to. Right. Wait, two, just, but, right. But in the beginning, we were just focusing on yeah. mourning T'Challa. Right, right, right. And I, um. Well, I think an honorable mention is, um, um, what's it called? WandaVision? Okay. Uh, the, I think the whole series was a very emotional roller coaster. Oh, for sure. Especially how it ended. I for put sure. it on par. Like, number one, uh, Black Panther, uh, mm-hmm. Wakanda Forever, for as far as, like, just emotional investment into it. Yes. And then for me, it's WandaVision and then Endgame. I see. I, that's where you and I differ. I, I would say, well, hands down, it's Wakanda Forever is the most emotionally charged yeah. film. Uh, I would say Endgame just because I was more invested in Tony than I am Wanda. Yeah. Um, and Black Widow. They were the OGs. They started it all. Yeah. Black Widow and Tony really, they have Nine one of the, yeah, they have one of the longest relationships in the MCU. True, true. Uh, so for the, them both to go in the same movie, it's overflowing my emotions with that yeah. one. You know what I mean? Like both of those deaths hit hard. Uh, and yeah, I felt Wanda's, Wanda's thing with, you know, the love of her life and, creating this whole world because of her loss and she's just trying to find some kind of happiness. Yeah. I for sure felt that too. Uh, like I said, it just resonated with me more with Tony just because I was more invested in them too. Agreed. Yeah. Not taking anything away from WandaVision, and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think that's just where me and you differ, you know? That's, that's all that that is. It's just a investment thing. Yeah. Um, I loved that his funeral was a celebration of his life. Yeah. Not a sad mourning event. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it was... Celebration of him going into ancestral plane, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I took away too. Like I just, you just seen how emotional Shuri was, yeah. and she just, like as much as she was, like she was mourning way more. She just, I don't think she could have accepted. Like as she looked around and observed as she's going through the crowd, she just, I don't think she necessarily because she doesn't believe in in their their beliefs as mm-hmm. much, you know, mm-hmm. ancestral plane. Like I think she was, she didn't really. I don't think she accepted the celebration because she didn't even want to do it with her mom. You know? Right. And yeah, so she's the only one that didn't look like, like, yeah, this is a celebration for she my brother. She was taking part in the celebration. Yeah, yeah. she did She it. was just there because she had to be there to, for her brother. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah for sure. Because it's tradition. Yeah. Which I don't think she was invested at all. And I she, think was, I, she was more angry than anything. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I like that they, they went that route and they, they celebrated it. They, yeah. they had, everyone was there and, um, so I like that they went that route with it. I think it was beautiful. I think it was a great way to send them off. Yeah. I do have a question, though. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be answered. Where did they take his uh, casket? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Do they put it maybe... Is it a, a, a water burial? Or is it... Do they do they put it where 
the big vibranium meteor was as close as they can get to that or I don't know. Is it in the in their castle or like where yeah, well, I don't know where it's buried. That's that's a big I would yeah, I would love for you to do some research on that and, and see if we can yeah, get because close. In theory. Maybe our buddies at New Rock Stars can <laughs> well, they'll if anybody's gonna have the answer to that question, I feel like it's new rock stars. Yeah, yeah. In, in particular, Eric Voss. Yeah, Eric okay. Voss, our guy. Yeah, that guy's gonna figure it out. Big shout out to Eric Voss, man. He gives us a lot of good, a uh, lot of good uh, content. content. Yeah, yeah. a lot of good info from him. Uh, I, you know, I guess yeah, that's a good question because Tachaka's there. Every everyone from the royal bloodline is there. Yeah, you know, Queen Wamanda and now T'Challa. So you think there's like a crypt of all the royal family? I would imagine. Yeah. I would think so. Um, it's just undisclosed to anybody. Yeah, outside of the. You know, the uh, what are they called? The elders. Yeah, I think they're the only ones who know where the yeah. crypt is. They're I think they're the, the only kings, ones who should know. Point, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The ruler at the moment. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so that you know that was the first part Do of the you movie. Think, uh, I think so. I think Chadwick probably buried Killmonger because he was king. Killmonger. There, he he was royal. He yeah. was part of the royal family. Yeah. He he was a bit of a black sheep, but yeah, yeah. He was kind of the bad boy of the, of the royal That's family. So I guess another thing that I'm probably never going to answer, and I don't necessarily need the answer for it, but it was one of the things that ran through my mind. Okay. Uh, especially, more in particular, in the second time, because I wasn't, I was emotionally invested, but not as much, because I already had seen it. Okay. Um, given that he already had the heart-shaped herb in his system, how did he get this disease? I See, that's what I think. I think how, okay, you know there's some diseases out here that, no matter what vaccine we have, the disease is just immune to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what it was. It was a disease. It may have been even a new <coughs> disease, yeah. a new cancer that the heart-shaped herb just had nothing, no effect on it. Yeah. It was just a, let's say, let's call it a, a, a blood disorder or a blood disease. Yeah. No matter what kind of powers you have, yeah. it's in your blood. Yeah, it's yeah. going to take you. I, I kind of feel like it's kind of that kind of disease. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily I think need the, the answer to it. Yeah, yeah. That's just something that co- popped up. That's a good question. Like, Fantastic question. Yeah. yeah. You know, is it like, some, you know, does it have to do with the radiation from the Infinity Stones, him being around them, and it altered his DNA in some, form, some way, you mm-hmm. know? And we know that the... Oh, you mean when he's carrying the uh, the gauntlet? Yeah. And he's running with it? Well, or then, being around the snap when the snap happened. Like, or being affected by the snap. Yeah, maybe. if he snapped away and coming back. like That may have altered it. Oh, that's yeah. a good That's a good fan theory on that. Yeah. I like that. I think I that's a way that. so people could have, you know, could have new diseases and sicknesses could have been created through the snap um, and genetically altered and, you know, maybe enhanced other, other people versus other people didn't Liter- get Because you were literally broken down to atoms. Yeah. And then reassembling that, I gotta imagine something gets jumbled. Yeah. Like, it's hard to put every single atom back. Right, right, right. I don't, I, I don't know how I feel if they were to explain it, but that's just something that popped in my mind. You know, oh, it's, it's a great question. Thought, like, it's a great question. Don't, don't downplay it, dude. It's a fantastic <laughs> yeah. question. I don't, I kind of don't want them to answer that. I don't either. Yeah. I, don't either. I just want the question to be out there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. But, uh, so yeah, so I mean that was the first part. Was, you know, I thought they handled it. They did it a, a phenomenal job on it. I think it helped us mourn Chadwick and T'Challa mm-hmm. at the same time, um, and it helped us just move on from it. You know, I think yeah. I think it helped us. So yeah, the actors and and his friends and family were able to move on in a different or you know sooner because they they dealt with it in person or you right. know head on. Uh, but us as fans, we couldn't. 
Yeah. There was no outlet for it. We didn't get to go to his funeral. We didn't get to do anything yeah. to mourn him. We just were sad that he was gone. Yeah. We didn't really have any info either. So this was our way to mourn him and to be able to move on. Right. Uh, so with that, let's move on to the next <laughs> part of the movie. Yeah. yeah? Um, Namor. Oof. Powerful Great stuff. Villain. Great villain. Powerful guy. Not necessarily a villain. He's like an anti-hero kind of guy. Yes. You know? So yeah, I wouldn't. I don't even know if I want to categorize him as that either, because yeah. he's not really established as the villain of the movie. He's kind of what Wanda was in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. He's a good guy, doing what he feels That's he right. needs to do by his people to protect his people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way he's going about it might not be the correct way or the the yeah. safe and, you know, nice way about it, but he's going to do what he's got to do cuz he's he's seen a lot. He's been yeah. through a lot. He's, he's been around for years. Yeah. But he's he's had to deal with the worst of it, man. Yeah. He's dealt with you know, well, we'll we'll dive into that a little bit, yeah. later. but um I I think he's a great villain. You touched on this because he we connected with him. We we connected with him and we understood why he was doing what he was doing, just like Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, we seen why he became Gore the God Butcher. Why he lost faith in the we, gods. Yes, why he denounced them. Yeah. We understand why he was doing what he was doing. We may not have agreed with the way he was doing it. Yeah, right. The but we understood and... his core reasoning why he's trying to do these things or why he's trying to kill all the gods. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So with that, I think him and I think the, we've. We've had two phenomenal villains back to back with Gore the God Butcher and now Namor. Yeah. And I use the term villain loosely. Right. But, but yeah, man, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think it was, was a great villain. Um, I want to call him an anti hero, honestly. Because yeah. that's what he's always been I'm with in it. The comics. Yeah. Um, anti hero. Like, I don't like calling him villain either because I yeah. don't really fit who he's doing this. I mean, he does what's necessary mm-hmm. for, for the sake of his people, you know? And, you can see he has a heart. You know, he he brought Shuri. He treated her like royalty. Yeah. He followed those traditions. He treated her like his guest. Yeah. Not, not a, a hostage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not like a POW. Like, it's she just... Right. He did a really good job. Um, I think changing his whole backstory to be that Mesoamerican, that Aztec, um, like, uh, yeah, changing his backstory, him not necessarily being Atlantean, I think is just stay away from, you know... Aquaman, Aquaman, yeah, Atlantis, and all that. Um, I think it helped with his origin story, also. Yeah, it helped. It helped helped real world his. Yeah, it helped his name. It helped the real world aspect of of us relating to it and understanding it. Um, I think it just really it, it it gave the character like a core essence of like, oh, that's why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. That's where he gets that from. That's why he's like that. Yeah. And right. and I think, and I talked about it, I think, in episode seven, like, them using historical things, uh, real a real civilization that existed back then, um, and not creating a fake one like Atlantis, you know. Uh, it did, It doesn't take away from Wakanda. Even right. the first one, you know, introduced an MCU, and it's completely fake. It's all mm-hmm. made up. But... Mm-hmm. They've done such an in-depth story, and now they've taken real-world things that have happened, Mesoamerican like artifacts, and like the bracelet that she he gives her, he gives yeah. her from his mom, and things like that. Um, it's, I think they did a really beautiful job of explaining it. Uh, I think uh, uh, what's the name of the city? Oh, it's it always gives me tongue like it's always a tongue twister for me. Yeah, it's uh, Tenochtitlan or something like that. No, his, his name is Tenochtitlan. Okay. 
tuk tuk kong fan. Yeah, the feather serpent guy, something like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's tough. Close, it's tough to enough. say. We'll yeah. figure it out. Um, but his enemies call him Namor, El Niño Sin Namor, uh, which was pretty cool that the priest called him that. Dude, like, when that happened, mind blown. Yeah. I was like, I freaking love that. Yeah. That was probably the best explanation for a name I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, and he chose that name because yes. the, the priest called him that. He said he He's was like, the, All right. the son of the devil or son of Satan. Or no, the child of Satan. They yeah. call him the child of Satan. And then he's like, El Nino Sinamor. And so from that day, I took the, I took the name Namor. Namor. Yeah, yeah. Namor instead of... My enemies instead of Namor. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Because traditionally, Namor to Sumerian, Sumerian was, his, was his name in the comic. But mm-hmm. now it's Namor, and it, and it has that Spanish, you know, I guess, accent to it, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, and just to see, like, the Mesoamerican, like... Um, paintings on the wall in that little cave that they were in uh, just mm-hmm. to see all that um, all of their spears their underwater um, their underwater civilization and everything just to look like yeah like the old Mayans and Aztecs yeah man I really got that feeling from it yeah yeah um, cool fact you know how there's vibranium in in their in their city mm-hmm. uh, that's where a lot of their all of their technology comes from yeah um, which I'm eager to figure out what type of technology they have because they have those cool water bombs Mm-hmm. Um, those water grenades yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. how did they create that those are sick yeah. yeah so where did they who's their scientist back down there creating it who's their sherry you know right um, yeah, that'd be, that? yeah so and that's maybe something that they we can dive into if we get a name or movie or a show yeah yeah i think that's a really cool thing to, to do yeah yeah it, it's just interesting we, or the the tech that they use to the breathing apparatus that they have so that they yeah. can go on for the surface world the yeah yeah for their gills yeah and it's cool that they're blue when they're uh, I guess on land and then their normal skin back when they're underwater. Kind of like the movie Luca. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, another Disney. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. I didn't even think about it like that. That'd be funny if that's where they got it from. Yeah, right. They're like, hey, you guys seen that movie Luca? <laughs> he changes color when he gets out. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Uh, so yeah, and you know what? I really loved um that we got his origin story in this movie. Yeah. Uh, they took a little. It was like a side story in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't get to, we didn't just hear his origin story like through a storyteller. We got to see it, yeah. And I think that really added to his character. Agreed. We got to see just like Black Widow, Black Widow. They they dealt they gave us her origin story in her current movie, like in her the in, it wasn't just an origin story movie. Oh, it right, was right, right, right. it was her standalone movie, but they they gave us her origin story as well as her current time as well as the time frame that we didn't see uh, in Infinity War when she right. was on the run. Right, right, right. right. So it, it gave us all of that, and I really like that MCU's doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was probably one of my favorite things is that we got to see his origin story. Yeah. They gave us so much, but yet we still know so little. Correct, dude. That's and that's cool. amazing that they can do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, how can you give me so much content and then I still have so many questions? <laughs> what? Mind-blowing. Uh so yeah, so that that's Namor. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see what else he do, he does in the MCU. Yeah, I think he's he's an incredibly powerful character. I think uh, I think his character arc is uh, we've seen we've seen a huge character arc from yeah. the beginning it's of far from over. He's yeah. gonna be around for a very long time. Yeah, and I think I and I like I liked where his character his character arc is heading uh, at the end of the movie. Yeah, um, I gotta talk about one of my favorite characters in the film 
Riri Williams. Oh, yeah. Who actually first uh, auditioned for the part for Shiri. Get out of here. Really? She, I did yeah, not know she that. She didn't get it. I did not know that. She got Riri Williams. That's so. interesting. Yeah, it's kind of cool that she had that relationship with Shiri now. Like, it's pretty yeah. cool. Um, just she's from Chicago. She's uh, an MIT student, mm-hmm. uh, hustling so, kids. So we, w- <laughs> yeah. So we were, we were wrong, and we thought she was going to be discovered through the outreach program. Right, right, right. So right. we were wrong on that. Yeah. But I like that they did the MIT route because yeah. then that kind of gives that Tony. I, that Tony connection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, I I really love this character. I thought the actress did a phenomenal job as Riri. I think she really embodied that Chicago female. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh yeah. Because tell me, tell, tell me, right? But tell me what emulates a Chicago woman than her roasting you as when she meets yeah. you. She roasted Okoye within two minutes meeting her. Tell me any other city girl that does that. Like, when she did that, I'm like, oh, she's from, she's from the South Side. For sure. For sure. Like, and uh, I really like this character, too, because I'm in the middle of the Ironheart comic. Oh, right. I'm in the middle of it. Oh, and right. what I've read so far, the actress hit dead on. Nice. Like, I, the connection between her and the comics, spot on. Nice, nice, nice. So I love that. And I love when a- when actors really do their homework on the character and really try to embody the comic version of that character. Right, right. I love when they do that. I like when when they don't just try to make it their own person. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, so uh, what, what, what else do I have on here? Yeah, so I thought... I thought they handled her story very well. Yeah. I like how they gave us a tiny bit of her origin story. Now, now her origin story in this movie was was through storytelling. Right. Which, no problem with that whatsoever because we already had that with Namor. Right. And I also wasn't too worried about it because we're going to get her series, which takes place directly following the events of Wakanda Forever. So after she gets home, she gets that dope-ass car that uh, was her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That she, her, her dad built up, yeah. and then Shirley, since it got destroyed, back. she fixed it and she fixed it. it and, yeah, gave it back to her. Uh, so that's the other reason why I was okay with the storytelling because I'm like, we're gonna get it soon. I, 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 I can, I can wait. And I, Ryan Coogler is the one directing it, so I know it's gonna be good. You know it's gonna be fantastic. You know the show's just gonna be done. Perfectly. I almost feel like I almost wish they would pull him in on Secret Wars and King Dynasty. I gotta feel like they're probably gonna have him in an executive producer role, maybe. Yeah. He's he's for sure going to be involved. I feel like Ryan Coogler is now he took the the void of the Russo, Russo brothers. brothers. Yeah, agreed. I feel like he's stepping into that role now. Yeah, because like Cause the he's Russo doing brothers a phenomenal gave us job. a great Winter Soldier uh, movie and, and and as a villain. And then and that then started Thanos. that started their their uh, um, career in the MCU. Yeah, and then Winter it was Soldier. Civil War after that, and Civil War it was such a great movie to be able to direct. All those characters, all those personalities was that proves that they can do Endgame and Infinity and, yeah. War, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's. Oh, imagine if they all pulled together to make a big movie together. Sheesh. Oh, like um, are you talking about like if if Rooster Brothers and Coogler and all of them yeah. did like a uh, Secret Wars or together or? Yeah, Kang? I mean, just yeah, executive if, producers came back and helped. Like, even if Ryan Coogler like wrote the script and then the brothers, uh, who, who's the does director? he write? Yeah, he he wrote this script. That's right, he did. Yeah. Okay, he, he wrote and directed. That's right, it. that's right. He wrote and directed it. So, yeah, that's I mean, right. Okay. Just to have all those minds in the same room, like just to pull it all together. Just how like when they had you know James Gunn and 
uh, the Russo right. brothers and uh, John Favreau, like mm-hmm. all of them were in the room together talking, bouncing ideas off. Like those ideas. I mean, even John too. John jumping in on that, like just to see the the things, the things that they've already done. If they all can collaborate together. Man. And I think that's the best way to be able to connect all these movies is yeah. by having the directors from each movie get in a room together and say, hey, listen, how can we connect your film with yeah. mine? Oh, I'm sure Kevin, that's what Kevin's doing. He's For sure, he's all, yeah. pulling the strings on all that. You know, he's <laughs> the one, hey, listen, I need you guys all in this room. You guys are going to knock this out. He's King so Prime. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he's King Prime right now. Manipulating sure. the time. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, so we can't talk about great character performances without giving a ginormous shout out to the great Angela Bassett, Bassett oh my God. for her Stuck character portrayal of everything. Queen Ramonda. Yeah. If she doesn't get an Oscar, if she doesn't win an Oscar from this, I lose all faith in the Oscars. Nah, I don't know about that. Because I mean, on. she's going to go against a lot of other great people. So whoever gets it, whoever's nominated, they deserve to be nominated. I'm not saying that at all. I like, I, I agree 100, 100%. But yeah. what I'm saying is, if you can give Will Smith an Oscar for for <laughs> King Richard, okay, and for what he did to that person who's a real person, yeah, and not give an Oscar to Angela Bassett for Queen Ramonda for for just the scene with her and Okoye when when she fires Okoye as yeah. as the general strips her, right? yeah, when she strips her of of her title. That was, for that scene alone. That was tough. For that, that scene tough. alone, I would give her an Oscar. Are you kidding me? I even think like that at the UN Council when they brought in, when Okoye brought in the, the French the mercenary team. Yeah, the yeah they tried to, to steal, steal the vibranium. Vibranium. Dude, that, that scene was yeah, so powerful. Dude, that, that was sick. Yeah, I was like, like get it. Mike, <laughs> she mic dropped so hard. <laughs> she slammed that mic down, dude. I loved it. And she was like rolling her eyes, and she's like, "Oh!" And then she got. She's like, she, she, "No, she she gave him the." Uh, are you finished? Yeah. That was literally what that scene was. Yeah. She's like, like, "I'll let you guys get it all out once you're finished. I'm gonna put you in your place." Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so yeah, we already talked about uh, you know the performances. I feel like, uh, yeah, Angela Bassett just completely. Completely nailed this role. I think she, it was probably one of her best performances. You know, she was actually career. really upset with Ryan Coogler. I was going to bring that up next. Yeah, see, we're here. We're here as always. Uh, she she actually did not want that. Yeah, she actually asked the the director. She goes, "What are you doing? Why are you doing it?" He and he he broke it off for her, and I like that he did that. He, he said, "Listen, he goes in this world, your death doesn't mean you're gone. Yeah, he's like your death isn't. That's not what it means. Yeah." He's like, you can come back so many ways. And, and, and then that really got her like, you know what? You're right. She's like, all right. Yeah. Cool. She's like, all right. I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do what you ask. I'll do what you want. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. I thought that was really cool that she voiced her opinion. She yeah. wasn't just a mindless actress. She was like, hey, listen. I don't, people are going to be pissed. Yeah. People are not going to like this. You're going to lose a lot of people. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not. Because <laughs> we're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is What did... Uh, what did you take away from her performance? On it? I mean, fantastic. From yeah. the very beginning, when she showed up in the court, courtroom and then in the council room when she stripped the Koye, um, when she protected Riri Williams, uh, when Namor attacked. I Just love like that too, all man. of it. Like all of it. She sacrificed her life trying to she swim She gave up. her life for, for Riri. Let's yeah. just put that plain and simple. Yeah. That's what she did. She did that and she didn't even hesitate. Yeah. Uh, why do you think that is? Because she was never really even on board. She wanted to give Riri straight to Namor. 
mm, the council wanted to. I don't think she ever really voiced about doing it. Yeah, right. She the, was another yay or nay, right? Yeah, she, she never really. She was you're indecisive. Right. You're right. But I you're think right. it's because she, you know, she had lost her. Her daughter was already missing. Uh, well, now at that point, her daughter went missing. That's when she <laughs> wanted it. She's like, we got to give her. We got to give him Riri. I need yeah. my daughter. Um, do you think her grandson had anything to do with her decision on why she wanted because to save Riri? Because she knew the whole movie. Yeah. She fig- she found out about her grandson during this film, yeah. Not during this film. Or so she knew, she already knew. She yeah. knew from when he when uh, Nakia left. Right, yeah. because she knew that She's that's why she knew. left, and yeah. then she knew that's why um, uh, that she knew why he was sick. Yeah, like she she knew why she didn't return and, and all that. Second time seeing it around when she went to that monastery, uh, and she went to go talk to Nakia, um, and the kids came up to her. Yeah, he was there. He ran up to her and he like said hi to her. He was one of the kids. Yeah, I get seen out the, of here! Are you kidding me? Yeah. So the very the first time I seen it, I didn't notice. It. Well, yeah, none of us. Yeah. Did. And then the second time I seen it, I was like, oh, it's freaking Coogler yeah. hinted. He already he dropped an Easter right egg the right there. Yeah. What a and he like said hi. And she, like, she said hi back, and she like smiled and looked at him, and then just. But she didn't him. know who he was right then and there. No, she did. She, she did. Knows. Yeah. So from the way oh. I understand it, she. I feel like Queen Wamanda always knew when when Chadwick knew like when Chadwick knew he was sick. In the you know in this timeline, uh, when you know, T'Challa knew he was sick, I think that's when he told his mom, and that's why he, he was okay. That would make the most sense. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, hey, listen, I'm not gonna be here much longer. There's something you need to know. Yeah, and then because he needed someone to be able to take care of right. her and to, to uh, protect him. Yeah, yeah. Her and uh, Nakia and um, uh, Tucson. Yeah. Which uh, fun fact about Tucson? Yes. I, I mentioned it to you earlier. Yeah. Like, uh, so Tucson, the name, his Haitian name is actually. A really important name in the in the Haitian culture uh, because it's the name of a slave that escaped and then led a rebellion and, a revi- and released and freed hundreds of slaves. Um, so he's just a really big name uh, for his Haitian name, and then his Wakanda name being uh, T'Challa, being you know the. Which is really fitting to give him that kind of a name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a little bit of foreshadowing because his name is Toussaint or uh, Two Saints, Toussaint, Two Saints. Um, it's Toussaint. Uh, to Saint, I think. Is, is it? it? Yeah, because I, th- I I could have sworn when I hear it, I was like, oh, it sounds like Well, they croissant. say it with an accent. Um, right. But when I hear it, I hear croissant. So that's how I was like, <laughs> I, that's how I remembered it. I was like, oh, it sounds like croissant. I'm croissant. Um, that's what I do with names. I try to, I just, that's how I remember stuff. I remember by what it sounds like. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, um, what's her name? Uh, Anna Ferris from uh, House Bunny. Oh, I love that movie. But she doesn't she do it like a demon voice? Yeah. She does That's how she... I don't do that. I just find something it sounds like that I already know. I'm not like, geek When you know, I met you, you know, no. That's that's oh, weird. That's, that's weird stuff. I know, I know. It's just funny. I, shout out to Anna Ferris. I love her. She's such a Hilarious. great... She's yeah. such a funny actress. I love almost... Can you I, imagine when she was... I don't think I've seen a movie of hers that I did not like. Well? Don't think so. Cause she used to be married to um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine their house, like their household? How funny that would have been! Dying just laughing every picking day, picking on each other all day long. Just I guess she. She was it. actually a big supporter for him when he got um, Star Lord. Yeah, she was the one gassing him up and and really supporting him and being his cheerleader. And it's like, dude, you can do this. Because he didn't have 100% faith in himself. Yeah. He didn't think he could do it. He wasn't in shape. He wasn't yeah, he did not he, think. He, I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel. And, or Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, one of them. And he one was talking about it. Yeah, one of the Jimmys. <laughs> and he was talking about how, like, he's like, yeah, he didn't really have a lot of faith in it. Like, he's like, and then I got on that uh, 
that Marvel fitness plan. He's like, and then I look, I started, you know, looking like this. He's mm-hmm. like, and I gained some confidence in working out and then talking and then actually doing the role and James Gunn so being such a great director. Mm-hmm. Like, everything fit really well for him and then he had the support. Um, I didn't know Anna Ferris was one, part of his biggest support, but he said he had a lot of big support at home. She so. was probably his main source of support. That's pretty honestly. cool. Yeah, which is cool. They I don't have, have kids, right? I hate that. Yeah, I think, yeah they do. Remember his kid dressed as Captain America for um, <laughs> Halloween, and he's like, "What the heck?" You know. But I don't know if it's that, if that's Anna Faris. It is. It is. Oh, okay. it is. Yeah, they were married for years, dude. I'm, I was really sad when they split, man. I I was really shipping them hard. I, I yeah. like them as a couple, but you know, we don't know yeah, what's going on behind that. closed doors. Hollywood you know? is this the pressure behind it's, it too? Ho- Hollywood is a tough is a tough tough time like a lifestyle. environment. It's a tough yeah. environment and lifestyle to be married in mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we say that like we freaking know. No, but we see it. We, we see, see it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, if this world is the normal world, is <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard enough being married in the normal world. Right. I can imagine when cameras and paparazzi are on you yeah, every day. There's no privacy. Yeah, like, dude. There's no intimate. Like intimacy is almost out the window in certain aspects of your relationship. Yeah. Like it's, you know, you can't disappear to go on a little coffee date or a little. Right, dude. Nothing yeah. like yeah. this. You got paparazzi. You're gonna run into. So uh, we kind of sidestepped a little bit, but I, I did want to talk about. The ancestry plan for a bit. Yes. Um, I my theory on this, and every time I explain my theory, I feel like it holds more and more water. Okay. So my theory is, and why I feel, why I believe, certain people see who they see in the ancestry plane is this. I feel when you go to the ancestry plane, you see who you need to see. Not who you want to see. Okay. If I were to take the herb and I were to go to an ancestry plane, I want to see my brother. Okay. He's the one person I want to see, the only person I want to see. Okay. When I go, he may not be who I see. Yeah. Because at that time or whatever I'm going through, he may not be who I need to see. Yeah. I may see my grandmother, which would probably be more fitting. If I went to ancestry plane right now, I'd probably see my grandmother because I'm going through some things with my father. That I feel like she would be the only one to help me resolve that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I were to go right now, because of, of of what I'm dealing with in my personal life, you know, like I said, with my dad, uh, I love him to death. You know, we're just kind of going through a little bit of a hard time right now. I feel like that's who I would see. Yeah. I would want to see my brother. Yeah. Because he's who I miss. You know, I, I miss him like crazy, and he's who I want to see. Right. But I feel like the person that I need to see would be her. Yeah. No, I thousand percent agree with that. Um, yeah. I think in Moon Knight they did a really good job explaining that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the goddess. Um, the hippo goddess. Yeah. Um, I loved her. I forgot her name. I loved her. I loved. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah, the actress same. who played her. <laughs> oh, I love when she was describing the suit to. Um, the what? The uh, I love when she was describing the suit that she made for her vessel. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The girl with the wings. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget her name. Uh, when she was, she goes, do you have a suit? And she goes, oh, yes, I designed it myself. When she was talking about that, I love that. I thought it was hilarious. Super excited. Yeah, she was yeah. super excited all about it, dude. Out, she was yeah. all, yeah. She's 100% like fangirling on it. Like, I, that's why I think why I, think I like that character so much. she hasn't had like an avatar. Right. You know, for a right, while. You know? Right, right, right. So, um, but what, back to what, uh, with the ancestral plane. And she, she even talks about the ancestral plane there. Uh, yeah. In the, mm-hmm. what is it called? The Tiat? Uh, Tiat? Well, what's their ancestral plane? It's been a, it's been a minute since I've seen yeah. Moon well, that so I do want to rewatch yeah, it. Their their realm that they go to, mm-hmm. and she said it's it depicted on your beliefs and what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And then in this movie, I think uh, 
they've they added another layer to that of saying not only it's based off your beliefs, but like you said, who you need to see or where your your heart and your mind is at that moment, mm-hmm. and what you know, you're going through at that time right. in your life. Yeah. So with Riwi, you know, wanting to burn the world, um, Shuri. I'm sorry, Shidi. Shidi wanted to burn the world and everybody in it because of the loss of her brother. Mm-hmm. That um, anger she was feeling, yeah. Yeah, and now losing her mom, that's why, you know, when she took the heart-shaped herb, the synthetic one, um, it was Killmonger that she's seen because Killmonger felt the same way. Different different uh, reasons why, you know, because he wanted to liberate yep. the world and help He wanted to avenge his, his ancestors. Yeah. And he was, he was, he was, basically, he, he tried to, Pick up where his dad left off. Yeah. He tried to do what his dad wanted to do. Share his resources. Share mm-hmm. the resources with the world for other people that look just like them with the same color, skin tone, and all of those. Not America. only that, but just people, the same people dealing with that oppression. Yeah. Like around the world, whether you be black or whatever, mm-hmm. no matter the race, it's if, if you're being oppressed by, you know, a government or what have you, yeah. or another people, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to liberate the oppressed. Yeah. And oppress the oppressors, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then I think that's and I love what Shuri came back and told him. She's like, No, you wanted to do that for, for you, for the right. power. She goes, I want to what is what is uh Shuri say she, that the reason she wanted the reason she took the herb was to to be strong. Yeah. Right? I to be to be strong and to to be a protector of her people. Yeah. And then he's like, Nah, you did it because you wanted to take care of business. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. He's like, We sorry. He's like uh, my <coughs> speaker keeps dying out. Or I turned it off thinking it was off. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so like he, and that brings me to this. Uh, we see the new Black Panther suit has silver and gold on it. Mm-hmm. My thoughts on that, my theory on that. Tribute to both. Yeah. Yeah. I think she she designed that suit to emulate both T'Challa's suit and Killmonger's suit. Yeah. Because she has a bit of both of them in her. Yeah. We've, that's been established. Killmonger came straight out and told her, we're more alike than you think. Yeah. yeah. All right? Agree. She's that, I want, I'm going to take care of business, and I'm going to do what I have to to do it. But yet she also has the nobility of T'Challa. Yeah. T'Challa. So I think that's why she did that, and I love I loved the look of it. I think yeah. it's a sexy suit. I think it looks phenomenal. And I like that kind of tribute to both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, listen, I'm not... My brother, I'm not Killmonger. I'm my own person, but I am my own person because of them too. Yeah, and I am this way because of them. They both live on in me. Yeah. So I like how that her suit resembles that. Mm-hmm. She's in. I think she's in learning to. She's gonna be the next movie. Uh, she's gonna learn to embrace her culture and embrace her ancestors, and do right so, yeah. by a lot of them. So yeah. continue what what uh, T'Challa wanted. Yeah. And. Possibly still continue what Killmonger wanted, what Eric wanted, um, uh, Injagu, what's his name, right? Injagu, yeah. uh, Injagu, and to have in Injagu, 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 something like that. I'll find you it. You can look it up. Uh, um, but yeah, so just I think he, she's gonna carry on his legacy also, but the right way, in in the in the more peaceful way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think she's really gonna embrace the role of what what Black Panther means to Wakanda. That protector role, I think she's really going to embrace that and yeah. dive into that. But she's also going to embrace the queen side. Like I don't she, think she's going to take the throne. You don't think she? Well, she did though, because she has to. Right. At this but point, that's she what has I mean. To. That's what I mean. I feel like because she has to take the throne, I feel like she's going to embrace it. Think so? I think so. I don't think I don't. I think got she's that gonna, feeling towards the end. After seeing it twice, I, I, uh, it just slipped. See, by see the, this is where you have 
you have a better insight than yeah. me because you've seen it twice. I haven't. Yeah. I've just seen it twice. I, I'm like, I will be. I'm gonna take my kids to go see it. Nice, probably nice. like next weekend or something after the holidays. We, yeah, I mean, seeing it the first time, like I was like, man, I don't even think she really wants the throne. And then the second time seeing it, I'm like, yeah, no, she really doesn't want the throne. And then in she Batu, just wanted to be the protector. Yeah, I think Wakanda. she wants to just be the protector. She wants to be Black Panther for a while, be the fist behind the change, you know? Because um, she was never really about the. The um, the politics of the of, of no. queen. She was never. She was always well, neither in her son. Neither wasn't. Yeah, he, when he had that conversation with her with his, his dad, dad he's like, you're, you know, he's like, yeah, he goes, but you're really doing a good job at at it. Yeah, he's uh, just trying to make his baba happy. You know? Right. Yeah. So, which is all we want. <laughs> you yeah. know, we only want to make our parents proud. And, right. Uh, <coughs> so so yeah so um. I was. I was really surprised by Ramonda's death. Were you? Did you see that coming? Uh, yeah, because how I said, like, so... Now, the first time watching, not the second time, first time watching, were you surprised at it? Yeah. You were? No, no, the first time, no. You I, weren't surprised at it. You no, saw it coming. I saw it coming. So You felt like it was going to happen. Yeah. Okay. I had to. I, I mean... Now, I, I, I was surprised that they did it, number one, in this movie. I seen it happening, but not the same movie as her brother's death. So, I I was surprised by it, but I understood why. Yeah, I understood it. So I, I I put down here that I understood, I understood it because I understood how important it was for the story, as well as for Shuri's path to becoming Black Panther and yeah. for mourning her brother's death. Yeah, I think it was crucial. Yeah, because in the when she came to see her and they wanted to do the ritual uh, of the, the burning of the the oh, funeral yeah, gown, funeral yeah. arms, uh, mm-hmm. they. She's like, you know, where's where's your, um, what's it called? Like, what's the update on like the the herb? And Sherry's like, oh, I gave up on it basically. Mm-hmm. Like, she basically told her mom like it's not important. And, like, yeah. I have other things that the AI that she created and all that. Like, she wasn't focused on tradition and or recreating the the, the herb. And right then and there, I knew it was like, all right, she's not focused on it. And there's a reason why she asked for it because Wakanda needs their protection. Wakanda mm-hmm. needs their Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And there's never been a time, a long period of time where there isn't a Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, w- there's only one thing that's going to push her over the edge to create it because she's like, all right, I lost everybody now. I have to be the Black Panther. I she's going to protect like, my, my country. Take that like Thor mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's not, what clicked. I did, I did have a question. Why didn't she try to make M'Baku the protector? Like he originally wanted in Black Panther, because he still has to fight for the. Um, he would have to fight for the. He still has to do do the ritual, so he would have to fight Shuri. Yeah, fair enough. And I don't okay. think she wanted to watch him as well. I mean, I don't think that'd have been a fair on no on multiple levels. Right. <laughs> just because, like, he that's a he's huge. He's not, a, but no, not only not just the physical aspect. It's like I don't think he'd want to take it from her. Yeah, she's and I an think important that's why she's person. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna challenge the throne. She's just gonna yield it to him. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go that route. But yeah. uh, so uh, there was another point I wanted to make. Uh, you were talking about what, what did I have here? I kind of lost my train of thought. Mm. What were we talking about? So we were talking about that. Her taking the throne. Right. Um, if we saw that Queen Ramonda was going to pass, I saw that coming the first time, and the second time just solidified it more for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her relentlessness and how she attacked Namor, um, 
the science still behind it, not adding brute force, you know, create, you know, re-altering the, um, what's the ship that they fly called? Like the, like the royal ship that mm-hmm, they fly mm-hmm. into to be like a cute humidifier, like to just. Oh yeah, that was sick. Yeah, yeah that was that smart. Was, and I love that it wasn't just Shuri that came up with that. It was her and Riri. Riri. Riri's oh, like, I know, I, I know the point. See, it came, <laughs> it came back to me. I know where I was going to, where I wanted to go. I like, I love that Shuri has her own AI. Oh, yeah. So I love that she essentially has her own Jarvis. Yeah. That she created her own Jarvis, just like Tony created Jarvis. Yeah. I like that Shuri created her own. What was his, what was his name? I forgot. Uh, cool. It has a name though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. But I love it. But I, I think that's going to give it. the motivation for Riri to create her own. Because she doesn't have one. Right. And, well, in the comics, Riri's AI is Tony Stark. Yeah. Tony Stark actually sends his AI to Riri without her knowing or wanting it. But she was missing that key element in her suit. She needed an AI because she was just doing it all herself. So she gets a, a package one day. Some guys in suits come to her house, deliver a package to her. She opens it up. It's a hologram of Tony Stark. He's like, this is my AI. I, I, you need my help. I'm here to help. Really? I sent this to you. Yeah. Nice. You saw? You read that in the comic? It was, yeah, it's That's in the comic. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I actually, I'm getting into the part where she's starting to meet more characters. She just met uh, Pepper. Oh. Nice. Did you know? Pepper's not her real name. It's a nickname. Yeah, Pepper Potts. Uh, I didn't know. It was given to her. She didn't. She didn't even want that name. Yeah, her real name is I forget it because I literally just read it. But, but yeah, I thought Pepper was her first name. No, 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 no. I don't remember what her real name is either. But I knew that name. Yeah, it's a nickname. And uh, she she also met um, Peggy Carter's niece, Sharon Sharon Carter, who is head of Shield. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. It's not a Maria Hill anymore or anything. So, since we're talking about S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. Allegra uh, de Valentin, the director. Yes, yes. So, they established that she is the lead of the CIA, which is, I think, everyone has to know this, because it can't be a secret. It's but a no, public figure. But bigger mind blown, or bigger uh, freaking surprise. That they're married? She's married to freaking... Well, ex- she was okay, or right, yeah. She was married to... Uh, our favorite colonizer. Our favorite <laughs> colonizer. Dude, did you see that coming? I uh, know. That right. was crazy. I'm like, what? I literally, in the theater, I was like, what? <laughs> and then it just flips back to Wakanda after they say that. They just drop it and then just never talk about it again. Like, Yeah, I was like, no, you know, I'm this? like, no, you're not breezing by that. <laughs> like, what? Or can we can we talk about this for a second? Like, that was <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I love that they did that. That was so cool. The, after I seen it and... So when he picks up the Kamoyo beads, she starts talking louder immediately. I'm like, that's sketchy. Like, who, who started talking louder? Allegra. Uh, Allegra. Oh, do you want to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think her name is Allegra, right? I don't know. Well, I call her Madam Hydra because in the comics, that's one of the names. Defontaine is really all you need to know. We, yeah. we know. We get who that is. Um, I, I'm down to call her Madam Hydra. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So she, um, she starts talking immediately. I was like, that's weird. Like, why is she talking so loud? Like, why? She's not even in the frame. Like, why are we hearing her voice right now? Yeah, and how res- how um how resilient she is. I fi- I th- did find it kind of weird how she just gets out of the car when he thinks he's talking to his girl. Yeah, I'm like, 
I kind of feel like she would be like more. Yeah, she's the questioning CIA. him, and yeah. she's the head of the CIA. She knows if he has a girlfriend or not. Right. She knows, and because he fell for it, I was like, oh, you're kind of dumb. Yeah, and she's not the type of woman to be like, oh, he has a girlfriend. Uh, let me leave. Like, yeah. she don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, this is talking about. Right. right. She would like hang hang the phone up. You yeah. talk to her later. Right. Sure. Exactly. She would. She would talk to her. She'd be like, uh, he's got to go. He's yeah. busy. Click. She's with his, he's with, his, with her boss right now. Like, yeah. Can, can we not? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's something I picked up too right away. And I was like, she's really sketchy. Something's up. And then, and then they revealed turns that out she had the Kamal Bee's bug. She planted like, it there for him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that she, makes sense. It, 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 it really sets up the fact that she is the Nick Fury of... Well, the darker Nick Fury. She though, is yeah. the dark Nick Fury. Nick yeah. Fury always knew what was going on. He always was a step ahead of everybody else. Yeah. That's how she is. Yeah. And, and I love it. I absolutely love her character so far. Yeah. I, I wonder think, how this uh, this Thunderbolt scene is going to work out. Dude, this Thunderbolt, I think it's going to be great, man. Yeah. I, I see her being the, um, what's the character in, we see her hollow in, her hologram in, um, in Black Adam. And then she sends over Batman. What's her name? Something Paul? Oh, um, you're talking about... Uh, hold on. I know who you're talking about. You're talking about... Um, Amanda Waller? Amanda Waller. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's her character's name, right? Amanda Correct. Waller. Yeah. Her real name, the actor's name is... Um, I forget. But yeah, so mm-hmm. she's... I feel like... Uh, she's going to be the Amanda team. Waller, for sure. Yeah. And for I sure. Think, I think she's going to do some, like, shiesty shit. Kind of how, like, in Suicide Squad, like, they thought it was a rescue mission, but it wasn't. It was a cover that, you know... The Fair mistake, task. yeah. Um, and like, I think that's the same concept that's going to happen. With oh, for sure. I see that. I see that a hundred percent. We have um, these hero yeah. or villains that are actually trying to be heroes mm-hmm. and they're going to do some villainous things, um, to get the on job the behalf done. Yeah. of the, uh, the government yeah. not realizing it and yeah. they're going to rebel against and then I see that happening a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, I think it's, I'm Zola. excited for it. I'm we excited for Zola, Zola. Yeah. Zola. I think he's behind it. That's where the hype, Madam Hydra part's gonna come in. I think. You think so? I think her big boss is like Zola. That'd be a good way to explain to explain that tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the actor, who, uh, I'm a huge fan of his, but I, I'm blanking on his name. Is it Harper? Is it Ben Harper? No. He played um, the sheriff in Stranger Things. He's Red Guardian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's his name? I don't know. I forget yeah, his I name. Yeah, Red Guardian. Can we look it up? Cause it's gonna bother me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Him, he said that Thunderbolts. He's go, he said that it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be cool. He's he's already gone on record as to saying this. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what they do with Thunderbolts because it's Thunderbolts. I'm going on record right now and saying Thunderbolts is gonna be Marvel's Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, that's exactly what they. Are. Yeah, Red Guardian. Who's uh, he played David... by? David Harbor. Yeah. God, that was gonna bother me because I knew his name. Say I was saying Harper, but it's Harvard. Love him. He's a phenomenal actor. He's playing the the Santa, the action Santa movie. He's playing Santa Claus. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. well, what's it called? Uh, the night. The. That looks stupid, but it looks very funny. It looks I like action fan, and oh, and one of my idols, John Leguizamo's in it. Oh yeah. He's yeah, yeah. he's the bad guy. He plays a great Did bad guy. Did you know that one of the strongest mutants is Santa Claus? What? <laughs> cool, dumb little fact that I know. One of the strongest Omega-level mutants is Santa Claus. Santa what? Claus is a mutant in the comics. 
Of course he is. <laughs> it's actually one of the strong. And he walks around with something like Samurai Blade. And he like, oh has his reindeers and a sled. Like, he is all bad. I'm done. Next topic. <laughs> uh, if that's not... If that isn't just more of an advertisement for Christmas, I don't know what is. That is just ridiculous. It has to be a Christmas uh, special presentation to introduce Santa Claus. That has to be. A samurai wielding Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. I'd watch that every Christmas. That is That would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> of course they would have him wielding it. And what is Rudolph, his like, right hand? <laughs> I don't know. Rudolph would be like his attack dog. See? <laughs> Deadpool, Santa Claus. Oh, God. That is phenomenal. Guys, I have something to show you all. Oh, yeah. This is pretty cool. I'm actually excited to read this. This is probably one of my best Marvel purchases yet. Uh, I have right here this bad boy. It is called The Wakanda Files. Yeah. Reference in a lot of YouTubers. Um, yes. Completely canon with the MCU timeline. Now, me being who I am and how big into facts I am and, you know, knowing everything there is to know about characters in the story, uh, your boy upgraded for the deluxe. <laughs> so I got all the goods. Uh, check it out. Look. It has, I don't know if you guys can see this. I'll try to get it as close as I can. There's three Okoye beads, right? Komodo beads. What did I say? Okoye. Oh, sorry. Well, Okoye is usually the one wielding it. Or usually the one with him. Uh, Bing. And then these come off. One comes off. How cool is that? And then it's actually... Can you guys see that? It's a UV light. So there are secret hidden messages on the pages inside here. So if you open it up... So it's just got... Oh, thanks. It's got like shield files... Uh, it, this thing, look at this is the web fluid. So it's Peter's notes on how to make web fluid and all the little facts about the web fluid. Um, it's this guy, this book has so much detail. It, it literally even talks about how much Bucky Barnes made in, in the service. And oh, wow. probably, I think even as a winter soldier, I haven't gone through it yet. I just, I just got it the other day. Uh, but I, I was already like looking for, um, like secret messages and I found a few and they're, they're just cool. Like little notes that like Shuri wrote down, mm -hmm. uh, that she would, they're, they're little notes from Shuri that she would just write down about certain things. Like, Oh, this, this file has, you know, has been, uh, closed or, or this, whatever has been dealt with or this, these are, yeah, little foot, exactly. Little footnotes. This, you know, this file has been, um, thoroughly like, and there's some like cool parts in there too, like it's like blacked out, so it like, gets redacted. Oh yeah, um, let me try to find that. There's like different documents to like, so there, there's a reason why it was redacted because yeah. it's either one pulse or two still hidden. I'm gonna look for and that. So I can show you can't guys. find like the answers behind it. It's got war machine details. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Can you guys see that? Oh, that's crazy. That it says Stark Industries, but not the hammer one. Yeah, look at that. You see that? It's war machines specs. It's a little. That's pretty. I'm sorry, the light is messing with it. <laughs> the paper is really... Glossy. Yeah, it's really... Okay. Oh, that's the one I was like, thinking about. Right here. Look at that. Oh, let me no. get a better angle. There it is. That's there it is. Angle right there. It's got Steve Rogers... Um, his original weight and... Yeah, his original... His, <laughs> his original physical exam sheet. 
How cool is that, man? Look at that. Wait, let me get in. Did I get in there? Look at this. Check that out. So this is just the stuff. This is the stuff I I geek out on. Mm -hmm. The stuff that I love. It's just the little, the in-depth, the uh, all the behind-the-scenes stuff that you really don't see in the movies. You just, you know, they talk about it. Uh, look at that. Papers. And the, the see, I almost did it again. The Kimoyo B fell off again. <laughs> I'll take that. Thank you. It's it's held together by magnets, so it's it's very easily, you know, able to get knocked off. <laughs> anyway, so I can't wait to dive into this bad boy. I would recommend you guys get it. I got mine. It's on Amazon. I re recommend you guys go purchase this bad boy if you're like me and you love all the little details of, you know, your characters and behind the scenes stuff. So I am super stoked about this. Put this bad boy away. Boom. It's got a nice little case too. Protector. So yeah. So that was my most recent purchase. <laughs> Pretty excited about it. I think I want to do a a mutant breakdown one day. I just talk about some, oh, some unknown mutants, like C list, D list mutants that yeah. are just not do you want to do that once, like, we start getting closer to, like, X-Men coming out? Yeah. Or I, I think that'll be cool, a cool, cool here's thing. Here's a cool little nugget. Yeah. So, in the recent years, um, on Christmas Eve, Santa saved New York City from a hate monger. It was a clone of Hitler. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's freaking wow. crazy. It soared through the air um, at a unprecedented speed and distracted hate monger's pi pi uh, pilots and then crashed into hate monger's nuclear bomb and saved New York City. Wow. And this is Santa Claus, guys, the mutant. It's Yikes. Cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just cool. It's just cool to see cool things like that. And I'm excited to see what the MCU does with mutants, man, because we've had a lot of movies like the new mutants that really kind of flop. Yeah, and... well, it's all Fox, you know. Yeah, no. it's, Fox is not really doing well with, with mutants. I know they own it, so they, they try to do what they can with it, but yeah. I don't think they have the, the real, like, love for it. Like MCU well, they just Kevin don't Feige have the, do. the creative direction that they had that we get from from Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, he just did such. A he lives, breathes, and eats comic lore. Yeah. So like he, he really is passionate about it. But we do have our second official mutant in the in MCU. Namor. He says it. He's like I'm a mutant. Mm -hmm. He said it was the first time we heard the word mutant. Yeah. Um, versus in it's uh, always just been hinted at. Mm-hmm. Like or, in Miss um, Marvel. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you say like um. Uh, a mutation. Yeah, he said. Uh, he said you. Yeah, he said mutation. I believe. Yeah. So like it's not, and then we heard the X Men ninety seven theme song. Yeah. So that that solidified it being that her being a mutant. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I think it's pretty cool to see all that. Um, and I wonder why he's one of the mutants that lives for a very long time, um, where he's almost immortal. I don't think he's immortal. He can die. Um, he just. Well, yeah, sure. He almost killed him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Like, I like how she attacked him, the thought process behind it, how she took him down. How, yeah, I love how Queen Ramonda showed up to her finally. Um, and like, the ancestry plane, yeah. Uh, was it the ancestral yeah, plane? It was. I, she I read was it, in yeah. it. Um, but she was like, she went. Her. She went to it because she was like almost about to die. Like, she was ha having a near death experience, basically. Oh, when she got stabbed? When she got stabbed. Yeah. So that's how she was able to visit the. Ancestral plane, kind of. Okay. And uh, but yeah, no, it's it's been established that that's where she saw her mom. Got um, it, got it, got it. But I like, I like that they're already showing us the difference between 
Shooty's Black Panther and uh, T'Challa's. Yeah. Shooty went in there with a game plan, mm-hmm. and she really planned out her attack. Yeah. It had stages. It had key key people during key things at certain times. Yeah. Uh, and I like that her her attack on Namor was scientific. Yeah. I love that. Agreed. It's probably my favorite part of that fight. Is that it was a scientific based fight? Yeah, because she knew she couldn't go pound for pound with him. Yeah, she could not go. Yeah, hand, even mano, with mano, the just, tape, just yeah. hand to hand combat, she was gonna lose every time. Yeah, she had to bring science in yeah. to give her that leg up on him. Agreed. And I love that they did that, which is still scary. Like, and yeah. he, he says, and Baku says that he's as powerful as the Hulk, and then Ryan Coogler has said that he's just as strong as Thor, and if he's around enough water, as powerful as Hulk. As strong as Hulk, and yeah. it's. It's crazy that a mutant. So he's probably in a level, a mega Omega. level. It has to be. Mutant, he has to be. He has like, to be. Like there's no version of that. It's, and it's scary that he's one of the first mutants we've seen. Kamala Khan's the first one, and her powers, her just barely understanding it. He's had hundreds of years. Thousands. That one, yeah. Uh, was it thousands? Yeah, he was. He was. He was around during like the first people. Okay, I guess. Ooh, fun fact. DC. So where the actual city was in New Mexico, and where the Gulf of Mexico is at. Um, where it hit, where where uh where that area is, is said to where the meteor hit when the dinosaurs were, and it's spread uh separated the uh all the continents to make all seven that we have now. And I think it could have been a vibranium meteorite that hit. Oh, yeah. That's and cool. I think the celestial. Well, actually, in the comics, there's an alternate universe where the, in the comics they say that the celestials are the ones that sent that meteor. To give nutrients to the earth to help uh, birth the seed of the celestial. What? Yeah, but that's that's not it's not in our timeline. It's not in six one six. But it's said that's another alternate universe. That's a that's what they say. That. That's sick. Yeah. So where it hit. So where the, the meteor wasn't just an accident that it it just hit uh, that the meteor hit Earth because it was in the line of its path. No, it was sent by the it celestials. Was, Dude, that is wild. Yeah. So that I don't is think a, they'll that's cool. do that this time around because it doesn't look like the no, celestials I, are I, like made out of. I like, I like that. No, I like that the fact that it just hit Earth by pure accident. Yeah. and I, I, I like that. I, I, I'd rather it stay like that rather than it be set. I'm cool. I'm down for it being another multiverse, uh, another. You know, let's, let's make it four one eight. You yeah. know, like whatever. I like it for being for another multiverse, but not ours. Yeah. I like I like ours. Ours is set good. Yeah, and, but it makes sense. Like where their cities at. Uh, so, it, are you saying that's why there's that the shape of that gap in Mexico? Mexico, yeah. Because yeah, that's where the meteor hit, that, separated dude. all. I love that continents. so much. Yeah, I and like it was that. a vibranium one. Yeah, and so and you're always. Oh, cool. Okay. It's cool that they say there's there was two meteors, like two parts, like it separated. So one hit where Wakanda's at, and the other one hit where. Um, oh, so you're saying like it could be kind of like the meteor broke apart, mm-hmm. hit Wakanda, and then the other one hit. Yeah, and then made Gulf all the continents kind of shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, and it's cool that they, because it's true. Like you don't really we, not, like when ninety percent of the ocean's floor is undiscovered. Like this, so our entire planet. Yeah, we've only we've only chartered like what thirty percent of the ocean. Has it been? I, for my something, I, it it's, like I know it's a very small percentage that of of the ocean that we've explored. I know that, and it's because some of the depths that we can't go down. We to. literally yeah. can't. And it's, when he even says it, he's like, "Oh yeah, the the, um, the pressure will crush you." Yeah. yeah, which is 
insane because that means they're that powerful to be able to swim yeah, around. Their their bodies withstand that type of pressure on a daily basis, yeah. and it's nothing to them. It's nothing. It's like us being up here and there. Yeah, and then you go through that current, which is pretty cool, uh, to kind of like swim through. And yeah, that, that reminded me a lot of uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah. Of the uh, the turtle, the what did they call it? The uh... it's a it's in Australia where the curtains at. I forgot what it's called. It's though. it's an it's an actual name for it. It's yeah. a, it's a thing. It's like a underwater highway kind yeah, of. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. called something. It's I forget. No, but it's a real thing, and those things exist. Yeah. 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 And even like in uh, Godzilla, he uses those tunnels under under the trenches to come out from one end and then come out on the other end. Oh, right. So, like, those tunnels are basically what they went it's through. It's a part of the ocean, yeah. yeah. We just we can never know about it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we just like to use it in our science fiction. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because <laughs> that'd be a cool way to travel. Tra- uh, to travel yeah. in the water. Can you imagine? That'd be dope. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. I that's, that's really cool. I didn't, I never thought about that, that that could be an explanation of it. Yeah. That that huge vibrating meteor could just be a piece of a larger yeah, meteor. and what killed the dinosaurs and created our civilization. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool to think about. So, where do you think um, this is gonna play as far as Eternals two? Uh, well, they greenlight it for sure. That's yeah, happen. yeah, that's already um, been greenlight. Yeah, I don't. Ryan Coogler said that in Endgame when they said uh, the um, the tremors under the ocean. Uh, he said it was tied to, not to Nemo. It was tied to the Eternals. So Ryan Coogler was interviewed, and he said it's like no, that's that was from the Eternals. Oh, okay. So that's from TNN. But he's not saying that it's from the Celestial. He just said it's tied to Eternals. Yes, he didn't say it was the Celestial. Okay, okay. Um, now, when he and his people go to bury his mom, and they like kill those people, um, there's a part in the timeline of Namor's timeline. That I think, and it's very close to the time in the timeline of the Eternals when they were doing like their different, uh, like saving certain civilizations and you know helping create, uh, um, helping fight like revolutions and stuff like that. Okay. I feel like Namor has known the Eternals, and that's where some of their connections are going to be because he's been around for so long. He has to. And I think the Eternals, because he's a mutant, the Eternals turn to him. Uh, and I think he has more history, more with more mutants. Uh, I think with the at some point apocalypse is going to come because he's the very first mutant, um, and he's very tied into Kang also because he was there, King the Conqueror. Uh, T, um, not Tina. What's his name? There's a another conqueror, another King variant mm-hmm. that um, uh, Ramatut, Pharaoh Ramatut. He oh, okay. was um, a King variant, and he goes back into ancient Egyptian time, and he he ruled at the same time that. Uh, Apocalypse came up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's another way to tie in Kang, another way to tie in the mutants, tie in the Celestials, because uh, they've been around for all those different uh, pivotal time changes and culture changes throughout the world. Again, Marvel, uh, Kevin Feige, we're, we're available for hire. <laughs> Just reminding you again. Uh, we'll take low level positions, <laughs> internships. We do not mind starting from the ground floor. <laughs> nope, not uh, at all. Not I will at bring all. you coffee. <laughs> yeah, we I'll can, rub your we'll feet. be your errand boys. We don't <laughs> care. Don't we just want to be employed nope. by Marvel. Exactly. We want to say we will make. We want to make business cards that say employed by Marvel. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Or Disney. Marvel uh, Studios. Yeah, Marvel Studios. Yes, yeah. we only want to work for Marvel Studios. Uh, but so yeah, so that's. I mean, that's exciting to think about that. That stuff is a possible avenue that the MCU can 
exploring and go yeah. th- those directions. Uh, I think since we're on the <laughs> topic of Eternals, mm-hmm. of the Eternals and all their different powers, whose power would you want? I know who who's I want. I thought about this uh, in depth. I, I thought about who Druid to be able to have other people's control other people's minds. Why? So she also roles. Like, I, I, I I don't even want to know. I don't mean I it don't. In, a, in a bad way. I don't mean it in a like inappropriate I, way. I, I feel like you wouldn't, you couldn't help yourself, but I feel like you would, you would use it for naughty stuff. I mean, yeah, at some point. <laughs> but I was thinking more along the lines. I'd go to like my bank and be like, "You want to add like three zeros to that? Cool, thank you." But Withdraw but they can, leave. but but they can, they can see that and change it back. No. Why? I can. He. They he would see that the in the bank. Account. Right, but because it was people, he wasn't controlling a business. I would and stop a, it just a teller. The entire bank would be under my control. Are you kidding <laughs> okay, me? Okay. All right. <laughs> if you say that, then I'm. A, I understand where you're coming from. But you said just a teller. I'm like, yeah. but then his boss would see that and be like, "Yo, what are you doing? You're fired yeah. and going to jail." Or but, take his scratch. Like, hey, give me all those scratchups, and then win it technically legally. If I were you, I would just go to like. Uh, where they have a shitload of gold bars and just be like, uh, those are mine. I'm going to take those. Yeah. I mean, there's so much limitless to what you can do. Oh, make. Cap didn't, he didn't hit me with the language. Oh. <laughs> Snuck that one by him. <laughs> um, Not going to happen a lot, but I got it by him. So what's your power? Which, which eternal? I wanted, um, I forget his name. The guy who makes the machines. Oh, Fastos. Fastos. Sickest power, man. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Because look at what he did to, uh, God, I gotta rewatch this movie because I'm forget, forgetting their names. Okay, so you know mine or no, no, no. Uh, the way he was able to stop, uh, what's the dude that can fly? The Superman guy, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, he's like, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Yeah. Doom, doom. And then he's like, he straps him down, and he was using all his might. He's the strongest. No, not the strongest one, but he's incredibly strong. Out of all and he them. he couldn't get out. He yeah. literally had him down, and then he's doing that. But yeah, he's still able to throw out. He's he he can use it as both weapons, and it's kind of like Mjolnir. He can use it as a weapon to destroy things or as a hammer to build things. True. He can use his power as weapons to destroy things or to hurt people. I don't think I've ever seen or Thor build. use his hammer to build anything, but I guess. I mean, he was with Jane for a while. You don't think she needed a bookshelf put up and stuff? He didn't use that hammer. Why not? He doesn't have to wham, but he could be like, bing, 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 bing. I guess. Could you imagine? And then it crumbles? Could you imagine Mjolnir and then just be like, no, he's just. I'm just talking about Mjolnir. Is this big? big. And you're hitting this little nail, and you're just hitting the tiny nail. Just, you don't think he's strong enough to just, just push the fucking nail? Dude, in? Yeah, but you have a hammer. <laughs> Use it. I so guess. you're just. I would. I kind of want to see that. Just big, big see Mjolnir. Build just, IKEA furniture. Yes, yes. I would watch that. One thousand percent of the time. Oh god! I shut up and take my money. I would watch that show. Chris Hemsworth. I'm sorry. I would watch the hell out of that show. I value you more. Just a Thor home improvement show. What? And Loki being uh, the guy just looking over the fence. No, (laughs) no, not home improvement. I I meant a home improvement show, not Tim Taylor's home improvement. I know, but like I'm just that would be hilarious. It'd be funny, you know. That would be funny. Hella would be like. 
uh, the wife. The wife. Yeah. That'd oh, be funny. I guess not because they're, they're sisters. Well, they're sisters, but oh no, he had his brothers on the show. Yeah. So Hella would be the the aunt that yeah. came by. <laughs> God, that'd be hilarious. That'd be, that'd be pretty funny. I'm sorry, but as many home so, improvement shows, are, like home like renovation shows and house flipping shows, tell me you wouldn't watch a Thor one. Yeah, that'd be funny. A Star Lord one. That too. Them but, too, like their bromance, like being stupid with each other. Oh yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty. The funny. handshake. <laughs> we have to do that. The handshake. What handshake? The handshake in Thor and Love and Thunder when he's saying goodbye to him, and then he's like the the Earth handshake. He has Guardian handshake. Oh yeah. He turns into the serpent. <laughs> and then the high one, the Asgardian high one. Dude, that was the best that handshake. Okay, I, I want to do that from now on. Whenever we say hi to each other, that's what we got to do. I guess. Just not in public. <laughs> just not in public. No, here. That'd be funny. I, I've always, I just want a secret handshake with somebody. Okay. We can make one. We can make one up. Yeah. It'd be really nerdy, but I, yeah. love, but I would love it. I'm cool with like a Wakanda one where they do like that. And then, yeah. Well, it's just the one. It's one hit and then. Is it? Yeah. Okay. They hit once. And That's an easy one to start with, and then we'll create a new one. <laughs> oh, I would, I would love to create one so that when we meet you guys, just out in the real world, you guys mm, can do it with us. That'd be awesome. Yep. Kind of like the Wakanda boom. When we meet you guys, we do that. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to put this on record right now. Our One of our biggest goals besides making this podcast is our dream is to have our own booth at C2E2. Yeah. Comic-Con. Any Comic-Con. It, and we can't get there without you guys. Agreed. Without your support, you guys have already shown us so much love and support right now with you know the amount of followers we have, the amount of subscribers we have. If you guys can just keep that going, keep that momentum, and just help build us up to where we can get there, guys, you will literally be making two guys' dream come true. Exactly. Like Agreed. that's literally all we want in life is for that. We don't want to be billionaires. We don't want to yeah. be famous. We just want to have that and if we can get to that level we will have just made a dream come true for us yeah so if you guys can help us we, we are pleading with you guys to just help us do that we will be eternally grateful to you guys it starts with you know liking all of our social medias mm-hmm. and sharing you know getting us out there and getting also, involved with us with yeah, us, yeah. commenting stuff. reposting yeah. stuff asking yeah. our que- asking questions yeah um, and now we got merch coming so yes this is a great segue <laughs> yeah we have uh friend of ours that created these um coasters yeah and then some uh, magnets which is pretty cool let me get let me get a little bit closer to show we them uh we'll be having like hoodies and lungsy t-shirts coming soon for the winter um oh, that's just yeah that looks great yeah and these things are handmade uh she makes everything from scratch and i think i think this is a nice little starter we're gonna be doing a giveaway uh with a set of four coasters um, and yeah. then we'll do, um, we'll throw in some magnet there too. Everything will be available for purchase also. Um, so as you guys know, this was our first logo. Mm-hmm. We have since updated it. You guys see it on the YouTube and stuff like that. So we are going to be coming out with new merch. That is the merch that you guys will be getting, uh, with that logo. Uh, this is our, basically like our pilot merch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, uh, yeah. going to be stapled. This will be the first merch we put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and say we get really big you know you'll have some of the very first things that we ever put out there so that'd be awesome it'd be nice it's, it'd be great to have that um, yeah shout out to um our plug that made this yeah we we tagged her in the post when we first got the merch uh but yeah big thank you to her uh for for making the products for us the merch for us uh we will be we are right now we're looking for a way to do the sweepstakes uh to or excuse me the giveaway for you guys um but we do the 
the essence of the, the giveaway will be to the the winner will be to whoever gets us the most referrals so the most subscribers the, the most people that you refer to subscribe to mm -hmm. us that's who will win our merch and then we're also going to be giving a free comic book with that so I think that'd be a cool, cool little thing to do for you guys. Just a way to say thank you to you guys, and to you know give love back to you guys that you guys have been giving to us. Yeah. Um, um, and the IG tag for our for our merch creator, uh, it's it's Ellie Claus or Claus. Uh, she makes poor items. Um, she makes a lot. Just day of the day of the dead. She makes some cups. She has some coasters, magnets, t-shirts. Um, she has a little bit of a little different type of merchants that you can use. Um, and she's dual tagger on our IG so that you guys can um, can follow her mm -hmm. and maybe support her. And it's it's uh, it's the word and then underscore, underscore and E L E E underscore C A W S. There it is. Like, again, like you said, we are going to be tagging her uh, on the on our Instagram. We have already, in case you haven't seen it, mm -hmm. but we'll do it again and we'll continue to do that just to help. Uh, get her name out there as well as just you know for partnering with us yeah helping us on you know start at in the beginning you know help help us establish ourselves uh so we want to say a big thank you to her um i think we, we were able to cover it. a lot of it a lot yeah. uh, definitely talked about everything i wanted to talk about do you yeah. have any final thoughts or points there that you want to talk about um i'm gonna see the third time and when i see it the third time you have even more it. insights. Yeah, have some more insights. Um, I think our next big Marvel property is a show, right? What's the next show coming out? There's one coming out soon. No, 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 no. Is it guys? Quantum Mania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the next big uh, Marvel project mm -hmm. is uh, Ant Man Quantum Mania. So we'll be doing the same thing again for that. Going premiere night, doing all that good stuff, giving you guys our theories and stuff. But we the next uh, the next episode Excuse me, will weeks. be. In two weeks, yes, we are taking a break for the holiday Thanksgiving. Uh, we sure you guys are going to be with your friends and family. We will be doing the same. Um, so we won't be, we won't have an episode next week uh, just because of the holiday. But we will be right back at it in two weeks. Uh, and guys, that episode is going to be our first Star Wars episode. Yeah, We're going into the Star Wars universe, and uh, we are going to be talking about everything from Mandalorian. We're going to dive deep into the Tales of the Jedi oh, series, yeah, the Jedi, yeah. uh, which was a fantastic yeah, series. Loved it. It was an huge. animated series, which I usually am not into those, but yeah. I got to say they did this one phenomenal. Yeah, but phenomenal job on John it. John Favreau uh, does such a great job with these, especially with him helping with Clone Wars. Yeah. They were, Dave Filoni is, yeah, is, yeah. is the one who was behind Tales of the Jedi. I thought yeah. he did an amazing job. And John Favreau. Yeah, they both were. And yeah, just, yeah, he's definitely he's executive producer. Just yeah. so good, and I, honestly, outside of like anime and watching like Dragon Ball Z when I was younger, mm -hmm. and you know, watching Pokemon when I was younger, mm -hmm. shout out to Ash for finally being a Pokemon master. Yeah, man. Um, twenty five years later. Hey, sometimes it takes that. <laughs> yeah, it does. Don't ever give up on your dream, guys. That's right, man. <laughs> 25 years from now, we hope to be saying the same thing. Yeah, we're agreed. a big podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here right now, guys. Remember this episode. Um. But yeah, I think Clone Wars is such a great, and Rebels are, are two great written um, animated uh, car yeah. cartoons, and I think they did it carried over into. They uh, have a lot of uh, a lot of um, like connections to the movies in yeah. Clone yeah. Wars it's and a lot of canon. lore from like, yeah yes yeah completely canon. It's completely canon for yeah. for the Star Wars movies and for and as universe. many seasons. There's like seven seasons for Clone Wars, like. 
that's what happens between episode two and episode three. There's yeah. so much that you miss between those movies. That's what that's I love about it. Explained in just the, in those animated. That's episodes. what I love about it is we get to see what happens in between these movies because we don't know like well what happened between these big yeah. events and stuff like that. And it shows honestly, the Clone Wars does a really good job of showing Anakin's arc of becoming why he chooses to become Vader and why he chooses to embrace the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, just because his his loss of faith in the Jedi Council. His uh, and you see, you Ahsoka. see why they you see his the flaws in his the journey, yeah. You see the flaws in the council, you see why he lost faith in them, and mm-hmm. uh, you see the the he was a mentor to Ahsoka, you yeah. see that he really cared about her, you see that he really embraced being a master Jedi and that he really loved being a Jedi, yeah. but he just he lost faith in it. Yeah. and. I think, I think a lot of it had to do with Emperor Palpatine is very persuasive, man. And manipulative. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Very manipulative. And I think it, had it not been for him, Anakin would have stayed a Master Jedi. No, I think the biggest key... He could have been like his own, like a rogue Jedi, but yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah, that's what I I don't think he would have went to the dark side is my main point. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I think the biggest reason why he does go to the dark yeah, side and why enough. he should have... Uh, why? What could have saved him? Hold on, one second. Let's let this... Emergency vehicle go by. Hopefully everything's okay. Sorry about that, guys. That must be close. It's still yeah, going. It's like right in front. Yeah. And we're good. All right. <laughs> um, Qui Gon Jinn, I think, would have been the biggest reason why he would have, him, Qui Gon, uh, or Anakin, Qui Gon, and maybe even Obi Wan, and have, would have separated off to their own faction. Um, I don't think Dooku would have continued his path down the dark side because of Qui-Gon. And I think Qui-Gon, because he believed in the old prophecies and of the Chosen One, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the reason why we even have Anakin and why Darth Vader happened. Right. I think Qui-Gon was the mentor enough that would have kept him to the, not necessarily the light side, you know, the Jedi mind. But steer but, him from going to the dark side? Correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. And I, I, I think we saw a little bit of that and why... That's why Dooku switched to the dark side officially, I think, with seeing in the Tales of Tales of the Jedi mm-hmm. because of the loss of Qui-Gon. You know? mm-hmm. Qui-Gon was such a huge, huge, huge That was character. his last like tie to the the force. Yeah. Like the, the, uh, to the light side. To the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So guys, next week we or not next week, next, uh, next episode, episode. Yes, excuse me. Next episode, we're just gonna dive just hard into Star Wars and you know, we it's Star Wars is a is a franchise I love. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love in a different way than Marvel, but I still there's plenty of things about it I love that I that are different than Marvel for me. Uh, there's and the different cool thing aspects. with Star Wars, like Marvel has so many mo- comics and alternate timelines they like pull from. Um, a lot of Star Wars is still being written. Yes, it's, it's brand new to us. So like yeah. some of these shows, The Mandalorian, The Ahsoka Story, oh, like yeah. we're gonna learn so much yeah. that's never even been written before. Yep. and it's it's we're experiencing it for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's kind of cool as as a nerd, as an adult, as a parent, yeah. teach that to our kids and just talk about it. It's, it's cool to see new things come to lore and come to uh, like it's gonna cement itself in, in you know in stone and just mm-hmm. gonna be the legend going forward. You know? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So we're excited about it. We're excited to get into a new area of nerdum. Yeah, you know? agreed. A new, uh, new avenue. Hopefully, that brings uh, you know some maybe some more fans. Yeah, fans that are not really so much into comics or Marvel, but are, but are into Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, guys, we welcome you all. We love you all. Uh, we want you guys all to tune in and be happy with what we're what we're doing here. Yeah, agreed. Um, 
We will be having some guests on soon. Yeah. Excited about that. We're getting that in the works. We just got to line the schedules up. And uh, so, guys, uh, yeah, next episode will be Star Wars. So if you're excited about if you like Star Wars, tune in for that. Uh, We'll definitely be giving you guys some more content, uh, getting closer to it, just to remind you. Uh, But that has been episode eight. Yeah. Black Panther kind of forever review. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, We had a... We had a blast yeah, talking okay. about it. Um, we love the movie. Uh, we hope you guys did too. Uh, guys, hit us up with the comments, uh, topics you guys want us to talk about, Com- anything that you like that we talked about, you guys want to talk about more, let us know in the comments section, guys. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Geeky, as always, I am with you. To the end of the line. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>